Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World Club Wrestling Podcast with yours truly. I am the franchise. This is episode number 29. And boy, oh boy, I have a lot to get into. We, I would say where do we start, but we're just going to start with just the groundwork of the show. We're just going to run by everything that happened over the week that is in mainly the WWE. So let's just jump right into it. We are less than a few weeks away from WrestleMania, and we have some more matches that's been announced for the biggest show. My thoughts and opinions on these, I'm very interested in the picks, but I do know if we're basing things on a storyline or historical purpose, these matches are the quote-unquote matches, but there's going to be added things to it, okay? I'm going to give you examples of them because I'm looking at it and I just don't see any, like, I don't get any of the lineups right now. Well, I I get some of them, but the two that stand out to me of to why we have these matches is obviously the United States Championship. Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, so... On SmackDown, Rey Mysterio comes out. Rey Mysterio says, you know, he has great news and he's announcing that he is going to challenge Samoa Joe for the United States title. And in the same process says, I want to introduce y'all to my son, Dominic. Now, if you are a wrestling fan, you know who Dominic is. Dominic is Rey Mysterio Jr.'s son, but he was very involved in the Eddie Guerrero storyline, the Dominic I'm your poppy storyline. Okay, he was very, very, he obviously was the center of this story. So to see him now, see, like I heard, I know that he's in training, he's been developing his skills, he's getting into the wrestling business. And Dominic says, oh, I'm going to be ringside. The minute you hear, I'm going to be at ringside, you know Joe's going to do something. Joe's going to have some involvement with Dominic if the storyline stays this way. I don't think it is just because I feel though as if the United States, either the United States or the Intercontinental title have to be defended in like a multi-man match. And this leaves me to think like, what are you doing with Mustafa Ali? I've been one of the few people that have said, why hasn't Mustafa Ali went for the United States title, seeing as if Joe has it? Because Joe initially injured Mustafa Ali. If it wasn't for Joe, Mustafa Ali would have been in the position that Kofi Kingston is in now. With, you know, Mustafa Ali being injured, and, you know, I'm happy that Kofi's in the position that he's in. I'm going to do a deep dive into that whole situation a little bit later. I did give y'all a little teaser in the in the bonus episode that I recorded. But I just feel like Mustafa needs, needs to be like in a marquee match. I don't want him in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Like, I don't want him in that just because there's really no there's nothing that goes behind winning that trophy now. Even before, there was no big accolade. There was no big achievement, no big goal behind winning this battle royal. And then we have Kurt Angle's farewell match. Now, when I seen this announcement, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I did get kind of like this, like I did the Scooby-Doo, when I heard Baron Corbin's name. Now, I this is why I love this is why I love being a wrestling fan because they grab your instant reaction. They they they're so they're so good at it that even when we get annoyed, they like that because that's what they want. The WWE wants you to get annoyed, wants you to get frustrated want you to express how you feel because because it's what they want. They love to hear you, us, fans, go ballistic. They want to hear that. 
they want to hear us go, what the bullshit. They want to hear all that. They want to hear all the chants. Even when they kind of go against it sometimes, they overall like to hear the crowd interact. So, obviously when they announce this, who are they chanting for? They're chanting for Cena. They want Cena. This is what I say. This is my belief. This is what I feel is going to happen. It's going to lead to this. It's going to be Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle, but it's not going to be that at WrestleMania. Cena will come out. It will be John Cena versus Kurt Angle in in Kurt Angle's farewell match. I said it in episode 28. Cena needs to face Kurt for his farewell. It's kind of the only way to go. Cena, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was the first one to face Cena on televised TV. Why not let Cena be the one to egg like give Kurt Angle the proper farewell? Because Corbin, no. But this is what they want. They want the crowd to get so amped up and riled up and let's go angry. So I, I, I tip my hat off for the WWE for that. If they switch it, if they throw the curveball in there, if they honestly have Corbin versus Angle for Angle's farewell match, I'm done. We also was informed of the Cruiserweight match. Buddy Murphy will be defending his Cruiserweight title against Tony Nese. Now, I do like Tony Nese. I do think that it is a proper time for Tony Nese to get a shot. But I'm going to tell y'all something. I am very worried about the talent that is on the main roster of 205. I think that they need a, a call-up for various people in 205. You know, you. I don't understand why Leo is not on 205 anymore. I understand he's on the main roster and, and, and you want to do this, but you need talent on 205. You do. Let Leo go to 205. Let Leo get the title. Let him kind of showcase it because remember... There was points where people from 205 was on Raw for some time. So why not do that? Why not bring that back? You know, I understand that you want to make 205 its own show. And not everybody has the network, even though they want everybody to get the network. But if you want to bring people to get into the network, why don't you just put some of the 205? You did it before. Why not do it again? But I would say instead of putting them on Raw, put them on SmackDown. Because on SmackDown, 205 Live airs or after Tuesdays. Why not? It makes more sense. But then again, this is the WWE and the lack of since there kind of is up in the air. We had another cringeworthy promo between Batista leading up to this. I'm not going to talk about that because I kind of... My bonus episode that I had, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it, about the creative side. If I was creating the storyline for Batista and Triple H, this is how I would do it. Two weeks of cringeworthy promos from Batista. Batista is a good actor, but he's not doing a good job right now. There's no hype behind this match. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I guarantee you, once this is all said and done, Batista will regret it. Batista will probably do something, some type of shoot, or tweet about it. Something's going to happen that's going to provoke Batista to go ballistic. Say some things about Triple H and how the creative side, it just wasn't what he wanted. All this other nonsense. Miz. Let me talk about the Miz real quick. Miz cut, cut an awesome, no pun intended, but an awesome promo to open SmackDown. Straightforward, real personal. A lot of people don't give Miz his just do, give Miz his credit. I understand. I grew up watching Miz. I was a real world fan. I watched Miz when he first appeared on TV in the real world. I believe it was real world New York, maybe Chicago, I think. I remember him. I remember some of the cats. I remember it was him. It was Coral. I think there was like two other people. You know, I think maybe Danny was in there. This guy, this black dude. But 
I remember that, and I remember him doing the challenge, the real world, real world road rules challenge. I remember everything about Miz, and then to see Miz actually kind of do a Levar Ball and speaking into existence and be on WWE, be in the WWE, have the position that he's in. It's unbelievable to see, and to see the hard work that he's done and and the payoff that he's that this has brought to him is very much so worth it he has gained my respect overall because i was a miz fan but i wasn't the biggest miz fan i was just like oh, okay like i was happy for him because he was on the real world he was on the real world and i was like oh this dude really went through it but i thought that he was i honestly thought he was gonna be a one and done thing but they see something in him obviously they see the cares the charisma they see he his passion for it and as much as people probably don't want to say it, he is kind of like a must-see. But to see him cut this serious promo really was something that was breathtaking. This this is the miss that I like to see. Straightforward, real serious, but is also entertaining at the same point. When I caught SmackDown, the theme of SmackDown was just bigging up Kofi, bigging up Kofi, bigging up Kofi. But Miz really, in that segment, that opening promo, really, to me, stole the show. Then we go to Becky, Charlotte, Ronda. This triple threat. Now, the momentum, the hype, is fizzled out. I'm being honest. It's not the same. The hype isn't there. Maybe it's because you're not getting the three of them interacting together now. It's more... Rhonda's interacting with Dana Brooke and then Charlotte and Becky are on SmackDown beating each other. It really disturbs me because like I'm watching it. Let's take for instance let's take Raw. I watched Raw. I seen the 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 match between Ronda Rousey and Dana Brooke, which I don't understand why the hell they even had this match. Dana Brooke lost and under like 10 seconds and Rhonda like kind of showed that aggressive that that edgy side to her but what I did not like was the involvement of Ronda Rousey's husband I didn't like it just because I'm like okay does this mean that her husband's going to have some type of involvement in this match, like, I don't want, her husband's name is Travis Brown. I don't want him involved in this match. Because if he gets involved in this match, I'm going to be all the white pissed off. Because, the, like, one, let it be just a straight match. You already have built and hype just around these three. Why are you pulling her husband involved? Now, truth be told... If this was any other story, Travis Brown hits a security guard. Normally, somebody hits a security guard, guess what's going to happen? They're going to get arrested. In normal storyline, the minute a person hits a security guard, attacks a security guard, they bring out the... Arrest them. Maybe we're going to get that next week. Or this, this Monday night. Maybe. And then on SmackDown... You have Charlotte and Becky on the Kevin Owens show, which, which by the way, other than Miz and the whole Kofi incident, this stole the show. The Kevin Owens show stole the show, not the pull, not the pull apart brawl, but just the interaction that Kevin Owens did. Like Kevin Owens was the ultimate instigator, and he sat there and was reading reading off what Ronda said about both of them, and then what Becky said, and then. <laughs> Or what Charlotte said. And then Kevin Owens like says, and Becky, what do you have to say? And then Kevin Owens got up and said, wait a minute, before you answer that, he steps out of the ring because he knows there's going to be a fight. And he said, listen, let's just get it on right now. But he said, before we do, we step out the ring. And pure entertainment. I love Kevin Owens. I love that he's back on the main card. I'm really hoping because tomorrow, um, Sunday, I know I saw he's recording Friday, but I got off work Friday. I got off work yesterday. There's our Ariana Grande concert taking place downtown. I live in the proximity of the downtown area. And yeah, 
I, it was parking was ridiculous. My where I live, my lot, I couldn't even get in a lot, so I had to meet up with a friend and was out out for some time and then once I finally got home I was exhausted and couldn't do it so I just said okay I'm gonna record Saturday it's still gonna be up on Saturday it's still gonna be up today but there is a wrestling event tomorrow that I'm going to I'm taking my daughter and her brother to the event it's the road to Wrestlemania it's a Smackdown event so hopefully Kevin Owens will be there you know, I'm kind of excited. I really haven't been to a wrestling event since the road to WrestleMania for Raw when it was Rock versus Cena for the title. So I'm kind of excited to go back and to get back into it. And it's a live event. It's not a televised. It's live. And I know live shows are better because they're able to do more. So I'm definitely going to be looking forward to this live event show. I'm hoping Kevin Owens is there because I would love to see KO live and to see him interact. But this pull-apart brawl is its kind of like, like I said, the, the hype behind this match fizzled out. They need to do interaction with them all together. I'm tired of seeing Ronda doing what she's doing and then seeing Becky and Charlotte just tear each other apart. We need to see all three of them tear each other apart. Have a pull-apart brawl with all of them. Bring the locker out with all of them. Empty the locker, the women's locker, with all of them. Get the guards out there. Get the you know, personnel, get everybody out there to break these, separate these three. That's what I want to see. Braun Strowman, I guess Braun Strowman's going to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We did have Brock Lesnar appear on Raw. Not really much was done. Drew came out. Paul Heyman and Drew kind of, you know, had the little interaction. Seth came out. Seth beat the shit out of Drew. Drew issues a challenge to Roman. These two have a match. Roman and Drew. It's not in the card. But we know. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre will be facing each other at WrestleMania. I like the push that they're doing with Drew. I believe this was originally what was supposed to happen with Roman. But it was going to be with the title. Had Roman not got struck with you know his illness i believe that this was going to be a match but it was going to be for the title and it, it i believe it was similar this was similar to the build that they were going to do where drew was just gonna go through the whole entire shield and roman was going to be the last one and it was going to be for the title that's what i'm assuming because i did read in the past before roman got leukemia had to relinquish the title that Drew was one of the opponents scheduled to face Roman. So I'm kind of glad that they kind of picked up where they left off. This is Roman's first singles match. So I do think that this would be a good, you know, good match leading up to it. I hope to see Roman this week on Raw. Looking forward to seeing that match. But Brock Lesnar and... You know, Seth really is not really in it. Like, they're not engaging into it, which really makes me kind of nervous about this match. The only thing you had is when Seth was fighting Drew. He was about to hit him with the curb stomp, I believe. Brock Lesnar's music hits. Let me tell you something. What I hate more than anything else in this world is when the music hits, you stop wrestling. That's the big... It's like, how is that a distraction? You hear the music, okay, you know, you just eliminate the person. Like, and you know Brock's not going to do nothing. Like, Brock came out and Brock just stood there. Brock handed Paul the belt. Brock act like he was making his way. And then he stopped and then Drew hit him with the Claiborne kick. And then, boom, we see what happened. Just wish that there was more hype behind this match. This Tuesday on SmackDown, there will be a fatal four-way to determine the number one contender for Asuka's title. So we have Mandy, Carmella, Sonya Deville, and Naomi. And then Fatal 4-Way to determine who's going to face Asuka. Odds on favorite, I'm going with Mandy to win it. Just because I don't see, like, Carmella is a face. Naomi's a face. And I think that it's Mandy's time. Like I said, I wanted Mandy... I, and I said it in a prediction show for the preview show for Fastlane. I thought Mandy was going to win it. 
at Fastlane. But if they don't and they put it for Mandy to win it at Mania, I'm all in for it. A lot of people will be like, why man? I'm I'm a Mandy fan. Okay. I, I am. I love, I think she's gorgeous. I think that her in-ring work is getting better. And I think that's what they need. I think that's what they want to do. So let's jump into NXT before I get into the meat of this episode because it's gonna it's I have a lot to say about that. So in NXT, let's talk a little bit about the build up for NXT Takeover New York. Tomasa Ciampa relinquished the title. I guess that the main event at Takeover was supposed to be Gargano versus Ciampa again. I'm going to assume that. But that doesn't happen because of Tommaso Ciampa's injury. So it's Gargano versus who? So what they did is they had a five-way match. We had Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle, Aleister Black, and Ricochet. Adam Cole wins. So at NXT TakeOver New York, it is Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano and a two out of three falls for the vacant NXT title. I want Adam Cole to win. I think that this is the opportune time for Adam Cole to be the face of NXT. I would love for all of Undisputed Era to be draped to NXT gold, as they predicted was going to be the future for 2019. They predicted that in 2019, NXT was going to be the Undisputed Era's time. They were going to win all the gold. I think this will be the starting point. I would love that. It also was announced that Velveteen Dream will be facing Matt Riddle at TakeOver. Pete Dunne will be facing Walter for the UK Championship. And we have a fatal four-way for the NXT Women's title with Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane in the match. We also have the tag team titles up for grabs, too. We have the War Raiders. They will be going up against the winner of Aleister Black, Ricochet versus the Forgotten Sons. I know who won because it's just websites leaked it out things like that so i already know who won but i'm not going to tell y'all i have to i want to see the match i want to see this i want to see the match between uh, alistair black rick shane the forgotten sons but as always nxt always puts on a good show for their takeovers this card does not look to be any disappointment i am kind of upset that like keith lee is not involved but I think Keith Lee's time is coming. I'm kind of upset that, you know, nobody else from the Undisputed Era is involved. But I'm just glad Adam Cole is in this position. I'm a big time Adam Cole fan. So I am I want Adam Cole to win. I do. I think it will be best for business for Adam Cole to have the NXT title. Plus, I think Gargano, this is Gargano's swan song. I think he's leaving from here and he will be on the main roster. Maybe he might go to 205 Live for now. Maybe Gargano might go on 205 Live for now, kind of shake things up. He shows up, takes on Buddy Murphy. Maybe Buddy Murphy retains against Tony Nese. Then the next, then on Tuesday on 205 Live, Gargano shows up. Gargano goes for the for the cruiserweight title, and Gargano ends up with a cruiserweight reign for some time, run for some time, you know. And then maybe Ciampa when he comes back from surgery he goes to 205 live and then they built their historic rival on that platform now we have to wait and see so let's get right into this on smackdown kofi kingston ran the gauntlet and during the he won the gauntlet he won it and then vince mcmahon came out and vince mcmahon said congratulations You've made it this far, but you have one more task. You have to beat this person. And if you beat this person, then you can go on. Now, Kofi already went probably 50 minutes. He had to face Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, Kofi put up the fight. He did. Daniel Bryan ended up winning. 
now we have Kofi not in the title scene for WrestleMania. Now, I want y'all to listen to this snippet. If you didn't wa- if you didn't see it on the WWE website or WWE's Facebook or WWE's Twitter or their YouTube channel, there's an exclusive clip of Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier Woods backstage. Take a listen and this is going to you're going to get my reaction to this and then I'm going to dive into the big I'll say the pipe bombs that was thrown from Biggie and Xavier Woods. Take a listen. Honestly, I I'm not, I'm not even surprised. I'm not even surprised. Of course, of course Vince brought somebody else to fight you because there was never any chance for you to actually win. It doesn't matter. He no, beat he five, they'd bring out another five. Exactly. He beat those 10, he'd bring out another five. I'm telling you, after an over an hour in the gauntlet, he did it once, he did it again. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. The they glass ceiling is care. still there. He'll punch through that glass ceiling. They Cole, don't Cole, care. he'll punch through that glass they ceiling. They'll just put another one there. This, it doesn't matter. What else? Is what, what else have we done here? What, what more? Happens. What more do we have to do here? Every time you get a shot, there's hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. You put your life on the line. You put your body on the line. You put everything on the line for 11 years. That's no loyalty given back to you. What more do you have? That is your reward, Cole. What happened tonight? That is the reward. 11 years. Why are we doing this anymore? There's Why no are we reason. doing this, Cole? There's no reason. Cole, you've done a lot in your career. There is absolutely no reason that should happen. So, matter of fact, you know what? I think we should quit. Honestly, if, I, if I'm being honest, I think we should hey, quit. Hey, honestly, on, you've done a lot here. I, I, I agree. I think we should quit, too. Nah, that, that, that's not... That can't We've be. done everything we can here. Kof. Everything we can. He, Vince McMahon showed it himself. That's as high as you're going to get. Yeah. That's it, Kof. And that's the man And it's charge. not you. It's not you, because you showed everything. Exactly. You showed how good you are on a weekly basis. Yeah. This last month, for 11 years, you showed it every night. And this is it. This is the casino. And this is them telling us, you can't beat the house. That's exactly what they want. Everybody I don't understand. And they're using you. They're using us as an example to show that. So if they're going to do that, that's the loyalty Cole, that they show home. after all this time. Let's, let's go home, it. Cole. You got kids. It's not like you we can, don't have other skills. Let's go home. That's why we're so you, important, you, because we can hey, do everything enough, else. Just, hey, that's why they love us so it. much. Think about it. You can go home. You can see your kids, man. On a weekly basis. Think about it. Why, what you are we doing? Think about it. Trust me when I, trust me when I tell you, man. I've been doing this for 11 years, man. I understand. I understand. I, I feel like I've done everything the right way. I've done everything by the book. And of course you have. You have. You have. You've done it all. You find another mountain at the top of a mountain. You know what I'm saying? They put and this is going to put another mountain exactly. on top of that. That's what it is. You climb that mountain, they'll put another mountain on top of that. It doesn't end. I get it. But if we quit, then Vince wins. Then Daniel Bryan wins, man. We can't quit. Not like this. Come on. Man. I know. I, I know. I, I know. Emotions are it. high, man. I get emotions it. are running high right now. I think we need to just take some time and and, and figure it out. Yeah. You know? I, but I, but I need to get out of this building first and foremost. Man. Right. I, I need to get out of this building. It's worth thinking about, man. Yeah. That's all, we can it? go home. And, you got and, kids. You got a talk. wife. You got a family. I've been doing this since I was 17. That's cool. a long time, man. You I put love in work. this. I love this. But if it's not gonna love me back. I can't be in that relationship anymore. Let's, 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 on, let's talk. Let's, let's talk. Go. Fine. Let's go. Let's talk here. Come on. Uh, I got you. Good. Come on. You got my get the good. So, as you can tell, the new day was not happy. Biggie and Xavier Woods is far from happy. They've been very vocal on their feelings about this situation. So, on on Wednesday. I came across on Twitter a video that Biggie post and it was very telling to say the least. And I'm gonna play it right now. It's about two minutes, about probably about a minute, two minutes long. And before I play it, I wanna just take this time to give my point of view of what I feel is gonna is happening with this. The same thing with the Kurt Angle match. The same thing with most of these matches. They're scenic roots. They're smoke and mirrors. These are obstacles and hurdles that is being presented because the build is gonna be so great that when Kofi 
And I, in my heart of hearts, believe that Kofi Kingston is going to make history. I, in my heart of hearts, believe that Kofi Kingston will walk out of WrestleMania 35 as the WWE Champion. I believe that. I am convinced. The, the build that they're doing for this, this promo that was cut, not promo, but this interview, this exclusive content that was delivered after Kofi Kingston lost Dan Bryan in the gauntlet, which he was pretty much screwed out of. The Big E promo, not even a promo. I'm not, I'm not, I gotta take myself from saying promo anymore because this is why I love the business. This segment right here, this part, this story is the underdog story. This is a Daniel Bryan-esque story. But it's layered in a way that most people don't want to look at it. But I'm looking at it this way. I seen somebody tweet about this. And I'm going to not... I mean, if the person happens to listen to my podcast, then okay. But anybody that even feels the remote same way that listens to this podcast, I want to address why this is important. I'm going to talk about what I've seen people say. And then I'm going to give you my opinion on it. Biggie, I'm going to play the Biggie. And then I'll play Xavier Woods snippet. Listen to what they both say. Listen to this. Uh, we've had some time to to contemplate what happened Tuesday night. And uh, obviously Kofi's performance and uh, the aftermath and our reaction to, to all of that. And uh, a little bit of time to reflect too on... I guess kind of our our careers and why we we do this um you know you, you think of this business to some degree being a meritocracy that if you work hard uh you show up early you stay late you do all the right things you jump through all the right hoops uh you're respectful you don't break the law um that that you 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 get good at your craft that you really hone that that you find a place with fans uh you separate yourself you find a niche you separate uh, yourself uh, from a character perspective, from an in-ring perspective. You do everything, you check all the boxes, uh, you show up in shape, you, you do everything that's asked of you in this business that that if you do all those things, you have a good chance of making it to the top. But now we, we, we understand the game. We see what the game is, that people people like us will only get so far, that you can climb the mountain they'll let you climb the mountain but as far as getting to the peak and and staying at the peaker it's, it's, it's not a thing that that people like us historically and moving forward clearly can only get so far so you know we um we've done a lot of cool things here we've uh been able to, to do a lot of things that we never could have imagined we could do but uh clearly we are never meant to be more than this. And for people like us, that's not enough. And it will never be enough. So, uh, you know, we gotta sit back and think whether, you know, continuing to be, to be gone for 250 days plus a year is worth it, of, of missing the family time, of uh, doing this to our bodies, you know, leaving a piece of yourself in the ring uh, that you can never get back all the things that we give if it's worth it when we can only get this far. So we got a lot of thinking to do. Uh, you know, obviously proud of Kofi, uh, proud of us as a trio, proud of what we've done. But uh, if this is all we ever will be, uh, I don't know if it's worth it. Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods. I'm here at GDC. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw what happened this past Tuesday to Kofi. Um, you guys probably watched the video that he did, and he kind of said it best, so just kind of echo those sentiments. We have other things that we enjoy doing. We have other skills. Me, I love video games. I'm a part of this community, and I love this community with all of my heart, and this community loves me back. That's a relationship that I'm willing to be in. And considering the fact that I am attempting to create a small video game studio, that is another skill that I have. That's another way to feed myself and my family that I have. So you fully understand, constantly being treated in the way that we, New Day, has been treated and will most likely be treated from here on out. 
just want to say that I appreciate what you did, Vince. Thank you very much. Because it's definitely shown me which direction that I need to go in to take care of myself and take care of my family. Wow, a lot to take in. Now, I'm speaking on behalf of being a black man who watches this former entertainment. For the longest, I never really, and I will admit, I never seen the nine month through air quotes. I, I've never, I didn't get, cause I was young and I didn't, re, I didn't like know about the shoot interviews back when I was growing up, like my early teens. I started to hear more about it in my like late teens and my like 20s and my early 20s. I'm 32 now. I look at and what I did was I watched old interviews. I watched shoots with Teddy Long. And he's one of the people that really has a stake in the wrestling business. Like, I didn't realize how much Teddy Long had involvement in the business until I actually watched his interviews. Really, it's a real in-depth interview that he did. He talked about just being in the business and doing the different roles that he did. And one of the things that he talked about was he talked about how, you know, a wrestler that I consider to be the greatest, Ric Flair, Flair being having racist episodes. Everybody knows about the infamous modern day sign of the, the wrestling business putting someone down of color would be Booker T. But it was the WrestleMania where Booker T and Triple H fought for the world title. And a lot of people, not just wrestling insiders, but a lot of fans really took a back seat and really looked at Triple H in a whole different light, even though, yes, it is scripted. A lot of people felt like Booker T was kind of deserving of winning this title, and he didn't. And a lot of people feel though as if it was Triple H's calling. Triple H was like, no, I don't want Booker. Like, I'm not going to lose, one, to Booker T, and two, to, like, a WCW guy. And he happens to be black, you know. Did Big did Biggie say anything that was remotely wrong in what he stated? No, he did not. If you look historically at the list of WWF slash WWE heavyweight champions. Can you name more than five? Because to my recollection, from me watching it from the age that I started till now, I've only seen one hold the WWE title, the WWF title, the belt that back in the golden ages was the wing belt, the eagle belt. Back in the Attitude Era, it was the Attitude Era belt. Then we went to the Undisputed title. Then we went to the Spinning John Cena title. Then we went to the newly modified belt that we have now, but it was with the old WWE logo. The little, the little like, sketched one. And now we have the WWE title, and now we have the eco-friendly title, whatever the hell you want to call that. But I don't think, and if I'm wrong, somebody please fact check me, but since I've been I've been watching wrestling, since I said, since five years old, I'm 32 now. I haven't stopped watching WWE, WWF at the time, to now the World Wrestling Entertainment. Bobby Lashley did not, Bobby Lashley won I believe the world or the ECW title. See, that's what people fail to realize. People want to sit there and say, well, you know, Booker T was world heavyweight champion. Yes, he was world heavyweight champion. He didn't hold the WWE title. See, that's why they do this. This is why I believe they have the two different belts because you have the WWE title, which is their brand. It's their flag. It's their belt. 
And at the time, you had the world title, which was WCW's title. But when they bought WCW out, they had all their titles. So, like, the United States title, that ain't nothing. The Cruiserweight title, that ain't... I mean, it's something. But the, the legacy of it is rooted in WCW. The Intercontinental title is rooted in WWE. The world, the WWE title is rooted in WWE. It is. So I started seeing a lot of people address this and say that they're tight. Like, oh my God, why are we going down this race card? This is so ridiculous. This and the third. Well, how else would you want a Kofi Kingston, who's a black man, to have this story? It's the underdog story. I'm sorry. What other underdog story do we have other than being told we're not good enough for this? You're not good enough to be on top. As black people, as a black man, I deal with this all the time. We got to work twice as hard for a quarter of what other people get. So when Big E and Xavier Woods express their frustration... In the very first exclusive clip that I played, which, like I said, if you if you follow them on Twitter, if you like them on Facebook, if you've seen the exclusive clip on their website, or if you went on YouTube, you've seen the clip. When they were sitting in the locker room and they were talking, they said, every time you break the glass window, you're literally punching at the window. You can break through it. And they're just going to do something else. They're going to put another obstacle over you. They're going to put another hurdle in front of you. They're going to do all this that they want to do because they only see us as this one set. But Xavier Woods brought up a good point, which is true. They know they need us because we're so diverse. We could do so much. We could do so many different things. They need us for that. Art imitating life. Big E sat there, Big E said, you know what? I get it. I understand now. I understand this. I, I get it. Xavier Woods echoing what he said. The payoff will be at Mania. It's the underdog story, but it's the underdog story that we are not accustomed to seeing because we've never seen it put out there like this. We've never seen it put out there. We've never seen it where Vince literally, in the way Vince even talks to Kofi, Go back to two weeks when Vince made the announcement of the gauntlet. Listen to how he talked to Kofi in the New Day. Go back to when Kofi was supposed to face him at Fastlane. Danny Bryan at Fastlane. And he brought up Kevin Owens. Look at how Vince talked to him then. Now, Grant, if you watch the 24, you see Vince loves the New Day. He loves them. He genuinely loves them. This is all one big story, but it's so pass like it's it's such a passionate story for me because like I said, for the first time, The Rock has never done this. And speaking of The Rock, because I seen somebody tweeted about The Rock about this, and I'm going to actually pull this tweet up because was very interesting to me to see how The Rock responded to this tweet. So Rock's, Rock responded to a tweet because they said when they acknowledged The Rock, they acknowledged The Rock as Samoan. And The Rock responded, even though Rock is half Samoan, half black, The Rock responded. And The Rock pretty much was like, glad I came, Rock tweets, glad I came across this. I'll give you some content and truth. I identify exactly as I am, both equally proud, black and Samoan. And my friend, let me expand your thoughts a bit. I transcended race in wrestling, so there, there was no book that way. And he used quotes. Thanks, guy. So when I bring up the whole race thing, when I bring up the whole situation, when I bring up everything that I said, I feel like because a lot of people are getting upset, like, yo, I'm, we just we don't want to see this. And I'm like, but what did you want to see if this is if we're if we're in an age, if we're in a time 
and we've dealt with situations. We've seen the Dan Bryan. What's the difference between Dan Bryan's storyline and Kofi King's storyline? What's the absolute difference? They said the same. They identically said the same thing about Daniel Bryan that they say to Kofi. You're not good enough. You're a B plus. It's funny that Dan Bryan told Vince that Kofi Kingston is the B plus, but five years ago, Daniel Bryan was a B plus wrestler at the time. You see the the momentum. You see the people that that galvanize towards that draw towards Kofi that are all behind Kofi. So the question is, what is going to happen now with the New Day? Are they going to be at SmackDown? Are they even going to be at the event tomorrow that I'm going to? Probably not because they want to continue to build this story. So my question I pose to the audience that I pose to you guys is, what's the difference with the two? What is it? Because then if you sit there and say you're tired of this, but then you cheer for Dan Bryant, or you cheer for Mustafa Ali, or you cheer for Finn Balor, as I do, and he's an underdog, what does that tell you? I'm rooting for Kofi. I want Kofi to win. Xavier Woods posted a picture on Instagram that was very telling, and I'm going to read it to you. So in this post, it's a picture of... This is right, this is right after... Kofi Kingston beat Randy Orton and and won the gauntlet, air quote, won the gauntlet. It's a picture of Biggie and Kofi, Biggie and Xavier Woods holding Kofi. Kofi's on the ground with his arms spread and he's looking so, like he's excited. Xavier Woods got that, like he looks like he's screaming, but it looks like he's crying. Like it's that, that face that he makes that you know Xavier's face. And then Biggie is like, got this like smile on his face. And Xavier Woods writes the following post. What you see here is a physical manifestation of what we mean when we say the power of positivity. It's an emotion, it's an emotion that you can feel, see, even touch when you experience it coursing through your entire body. There isn't anything that you can do but smile. This moment captured this moment captured in this picture embodies this emotion and and we have shared in with all of you since we came together as a new day but it seems as if Vince doesn't appreciate the gravity of his actions ripping away at the true Kofi opportunity like that shows that he refuses to give loyalty to you when it's given to him in absence in an absence in abundance so i think it may be time that we find our way to some place where we can rely on that extreme simple concept like i said people what do you expect why is it that I'm seeing that there's so many people, and it's people of color too, that I, that ironically enough is this way, where y'all are sitting there, we're we're sitting there, and we're we're we don't want to see this, like you don't want to see us win, like come on now, all bullshit aside, you would be ecstatic because it's it, it's historic, it's historic. This is Daniel Bryan's story, in Kofi Kingston now. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. But I've been saying this. I will continue to say it. I will continue to vouch for this and say Kofi Kingston is winning the WWE title. If he does not win the WWE title, I will promise you, you might get the most uncensored, I won't say vulgar, but you're going to get a very uncensored, unapologetic post-WrestleMania show episode you probably ever get because where's the payoff where's the feel good moment it's what we need 
a feel-good moment. This is our feel-good moment. Not just for us, but for wrestling fans. Kofi has been cemented in his legacy. Now we just have to wait. And now we just don't have to see. But I thank you all for listening. Was Like I said, it was a little edgy. I did was going to touch on a few things. I mean, racism in wrestling is definitely is definitely there. If you don't know about it, do your research. Go watch. You know. I will be back next week with another episode as always. Thank you all for the support. Thank you all for listening. This upcoming week, I really don't know what's going on. I really didn't hear much as far as like any build that we have. What are we expecting? So I'm just going to be with y'all watching it, just waiting to see. Is there going to be any ramifications for Ronda Rousey's boyfriend, her husband, not boyfriend, husband? What's going to happen? Will Roman show up? Will Roman accept the challenge? What's the out? What's the what's the results of this new day situation? So much to get into, so little time, but we only have less than two weeks away for the grandest show of them all. This is always your franchise. This is the franchise, not your franchise, but this is the franchise of the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. I bid you all to do take care, enjoy the weekend. I will also let y'all know how the wrestling event went this Sunday. And maybe I'll maybe I'll be able to get a get a picture or so of a wrestler that I ran into cuz I live I live like a few minutes away from the arena where it's at. So I might be able to run into some people. I'll let y'all know. I'll let y'all know, but as always I bid you all to do. This is the franchise Royal Club, and I am out.